0: Welcome to AZ powered by TennesseeTickets.com. I'm Austin Stanley. He is Buck Rising in for Zach Bingham. Make sure you follow us on Twitter at it is Sports, and you like our Facebook page at AZ Sports Nashville. We are Nashville's on-demand sports talk show, and we go live every weekday morning at 8 Central Time. You gotta thank our sponsors because they make everything happen for our show, for our business, and you guys, including TennesseeTickets.com. Whatever tickets you're trying to get, whether it's Preds tickets, Grizzlies tickets, concert tickets, other events in around the Nashville area or beyond, tennesseetickets.com is where to go save money on your tickets with zero hidden fees unlike those other websites and that promo code AZ10 saves you 10 extra dollars off your ticket purchase. renterswarehouse.com, the professional landlords in the Nashville area, renterswarehouse.com is where to go to find out how much your home can rent for. There are alternatives other than selling your house when you move. Renting your house out, you can help build equity that's long-term wealth by renting your house out and also create an extra cash flow for you and your family. renters Warehouse.com, and Mandu, the Pulse of Fitness. One 15 minute workout simulates five plus hours in the weight room because of full body electronic muscle stimulation. I've seen great results. I'm down 18 pounds of fat, down 7% body fat because of what Mandu has shown me. Not only with that workout, where I can save time lifting weights, uh, also easy on my joints and my body, and also saving me time and showing me how to achieve my fitness goals. Mandu.com, your first workout absolutely free. Terrence says, "It was a sad, sad day for the sports world, and it definitely was. And I feel like it's going crossing over into this Monday as you wake up. You, you know, I was reading the right before I went to sleep last night. Buck, I've got the update, the just in the." Uh, information about what happened with the helicopter as it was trying to rise out of some fog. And then the one thing that just shocked me, and we're going to get into a lot of things, but a lot of just, the, I haven't really talked about this a lot. As yesterday, I kind of stayed away from it a little bit. Yeah. Uh, but I just the moment of, and I saw Joey Kent, former Vol wide receiver, NFL wide receiver, tweeted this yesterday, and I, f- I feel like, it really rang true. Joey Kent says, as a dad, which I am not. I don't have a human child. But <laughs> as a dad, you'll Just do... for children. But as a dad, you'll do anything to protect your children from harm, especially a daughter. I could not imagine his last seconds when he was helpless to be that protector. Rest in peace, Kobe, and rest in peace, Gianna. Just... How did you find out? Because honestly, Buck, I found out from you because you sent a text to our group message saying, what do we need to do about this? And I was like, I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. And so I immediately searched and find out that TMZ had it. The New York Post is what really made it feel real to me. Uh, but how did you find out uh, the, the awful news of Kobe Bryant and his daughter and then seven others who we learned their names of officially this morning?
1: Uh, I was on my way back from Atlanta yesterday. And as, uh, as Rob is saying on Periscope, I saw it on TMZ. I saw it because things had been circulating. Uh, I, I exist in the dark web of the internet. So things were circulating in Twitter groups that I'm in and in Instagram groups that I'm in. And so I went to TMZ and there it was on their front page. But then on their Twitter account, it had not yet been tweeted as breaking news. So my thought process was, Okay, maybe this is a situation, which is the thing that, I at some point I'll stop doing this with TMZ, where I see the headline that it's from TMZ, and I think, well, maybe this is untrue because it's TMZ. No, TMZ gets it right almost every time they are, it turns out, more trustworthy than a lot of media outlets. But uh, they did not tweet it out until later, and after they had tweeted out, uh, it went viral in a way that was overwhelming. It consumed every aspect of the internet, of television coverage, of sports and news coverage, because that's just the kind of impact that Kobe Bryant had. So, uh, TMZ had it first, and TMZ, we could talk about how maybe how it was handled uh, at a later date. But this was uh, this was something that legitimately stopped time. One of the biggest tragedies that I can remember, uh, certainly in recent memory.
0: Yeah, it was. Uh, Danny says I don't normally get bent uh, to bat bent too bad after a celebrity death, but man, it actually hit me. Maybe the father part, I don't know, but damn it's sad. Like it is, and I I just like the Joey Kent tweet that I read. I just kept going back to like trying to put myself in that situation of like, what was that helicopter like?
1: Oh God. And and
0: it's, it's, I, 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 I can't help. That's just what I naturally do to think about the last moments of, of how painful that had to be um and the the baseball coach his wife his daughter and then the, it came out that another one of Gianna's teammates so three 13-year-old daughters out of the nine who passed away another uh her mother the third mother and then also uh an assistant coach at the school that all three of the girls went to all a part of this crash and you're thinking how great of a moment that these People are getting to experience a helicopter ride to go to a basketball game that they're playing in. That's that's something that not many people get to experience and for it to end in such tragedy and horror. And, of course, the pilot as well. You cannot forget how awful that person must be feeling in that situation of being helpless and not knowing what to do. But Kobe Bryant was a lot to me. And, and Buck, you Clear grew alert. up. You, yeah, clearly. I'm, I mean, I'm wearing a a Kobe Bryant All-Star jersey. And if you watch the show for however long you've watched the show, you know, I'm not a jersey person. I'm not. But this jersey is from the 2004 NBA All-Star game. And it's a Kobe Bryant Lakers 8 All-Star jersey. And I got this from one of my best friends through middle school and high school, Sean, who moved from the Southern California area when we were in eighth grade, we played middle school and high school basketball together. And he was a diehard Lakers fan and loved Kobe Bryant. And I was a kid in Brentwood, Tennessee. I loved Kobe Bryant and the Lakers. I was, there weren't a lot of me's around. And so when Sean moved from Southern California to Brentwood in eighth grade, we immediately connected over that. And over the next four or five years, I believe it was a four-year stretch until our senior year in high school where we watched every playoff game together. Right, and it, you know we were teammates, and so what we would do is we would swap each other's houses. And this is what I want to get into. What What do you think about first when you think about Kobe Bryant? What comes to mind first when you think of Kobe Bryant? Because honestly, yesterday when I got the news and the immediate shock, I merely thought of all those nights of West Coast playoff tip-offs at like 9.30, and my 14-year-old self and Sean would be at one of our houses watching the game, getting amped up, getting hyped, yelling at every made basket, yelling at every missed shot. And we actually never witnessed a championship uh, for the Lakers together in those moments. But at a halftime, we'd go outside, shoot basketball, then the halftime would over, we'd come back inside, then after the game, do the same thing. And so what comes to mind first when you think of Kobe Bryant, because mine were those moments and really watching all those playoff runs with one of my great friends from like 14 years old or 13 years old to like 16, 17 years old. And that's something where I was loved basketball in that moment. I was a middle school, high school basketball player through this stretch where I was dedicated to playing basketball at all times. And Kobe Bryant was a big reason for that.
1: Uh, OG Will Aiken says the thing he thinks about, asking you guys in the comments on Facebook Live and on Periscope, what's the first thing that you think of when you think of Kobe Bryant? Will said the number eight jersey. I saw somebody else say the MJ-esque fadeaway. I saw a great uh, mashup on the internet. And Twitter is bad for a variety of reasons, and a great deal of it to do with yesterday and the way that the reporting was done on social media yesterday, but... When you have people with creativity and they're putting together these fantastic mashups of Kobe highlights with MJ highlights to highlight exactly how similar their games were and how much Kobe Bryant took it to heart that he was going to be Michael Jordan and then better than Michael Jordan. He was not going to be the next Michael Jordan. He was going to be Kobe Bryant except everything that he did down to the killer instinct and that so many even as a lot of these professional athletes get to the heights that they get to, there is a legitimate difference in the way that Michael Jordan thought about competition and the way that Kobe Bryant thought about competition compared to the way that most professional athletes go through their careers. It was something unique and something that we, may, we don't see a lot of. Certainly, uh, there is a lack of it now with Kobe Bryant. Tom Brady's still out there with that kind of mensal- mentality, but legitimate killers in sports the way that they approach the game and the way that they approach competition, asking you guys in the comments on Facebook Live and on Periscope, what's the first thing that you think of when you think of Kobe Bryant? Yeah,
0: Rob says he was the closest to MJ, not LeBron. And uh, G-Man on base, I saw him play live about 15 times against the Grizzlies, the ultimate competitor. Uh, A game, a, a, a game, every game. And I'll talk about that as well. But what comes to mind first for you guys when you think of... Kobe Bean Bryant what comes to mind first but first let me tell you guys about renterswarehouse.com renterswarehouse.com they're the professional landlords in the Nashville area renterswarehouse.com is where to go to find out how much your home can rent for selling your house is a one-time transaction and it's not your only option when you move Uh, you can also rent your house out and do two things create an extra cash flow from others paying your mortgage and then some also continue to build equity in that home that you already own because a great way to earn long-term wealth it's owning properties, and renterswayhouse.com can make that very easy on you. renterswayhouse.com is where to go.
1: A to Z Sports, powered by Tennessee Tickets. Buck Rising here for Zach Bingham, Austin Stanley. Asking you guys in the comments on Facebook Live and on Periscope, what is the first thing that you think of when you think of Kobe Bryant? A couple of you are weighing in in the comments on Facebook Mikey says I graduated in 06 I live in Altoona Pennsylvania every day in school there was a Kobe Jersey on someone guy had a massive impact on the game Parker says my childhood comes to mind Jacob says watching the lake show come back to life championships says Dwayne Carroll that's what I think of I think of championships as much as any as much as anybody in sports there is a certain echelon with which people like Kobe, people who are referred to by one name, Kobe is Kobe for the end of time. Anytime that somebody is fading away trying to, uh, to make a basket in a trash can with a crumpled up piece of paper, for the rest of time, we should all continue to yell Kobe because that's who you are in your greatest moments. You're Kobe Bryant. That's the way that Kobe inspired so many people. I think of champion in a way that so few actually take the word champion to heart. Not just NBA champion, but Olympic, two-time Olympic gold medalist. And who was not, especially in that series, I remember when he was on the teams with LeBron and Carmelo and with Dwayne Wade and how much that elevated them <clears throat> as players. That They would go on in that season to have some of their best statistical careers and LeBron I think had the better Olympic series but Kobe was who they relied on in yeah, that 4 Kobe court. was
0: like he was he, he was the guy that they all knew his presence was there they deferred he, to Kobe He wasn't needed on that team by any means but he's also what held that team together probably because it's all these superstars in this Olympic team that's going to win the gold medal like they could have lost like four or five guys off of that roster and they were still going to win the gold medal but And Kobe was the one who probably made them compete to the highest level, even though they probably had it all. Uh, Andrea says, talking about the Olympics and work ethic. Uh, Michael Clear says, last game, 60 points. Who does that? Uh, And and I actually, I I saw Kobe play once in person. As big of a Kobe fan as I was growing up through the late 90s, into the 2000s, I only saw Kobe once, and it was his last game in Memphis. uh, In uh, uh, December 27th, 2015, in Memphis, went down there with a friend from college and got to watch Kobe's last game in Memphis, my only time watching him in person. He didn't play a lot of minutes, but when he was in there, he dropped 19 points, and he dropped like 8 points in a row with a step-back 3, a reverse layup, he even dunked, which was a rarity in in that season, his last year in the NBA. So uh, for me, it was those childhood memories of watching all those playoff runs with my buddy Sean Uh, from from Southern California where we connected with Kobe Bryant. That's why we became such good friends was because Kobe Bryant and the Lakers. And so I think Kobe created a lot of relationships and friendships because of that, because people come together to watch sports and Kobe was – what brought Like, Sean was a new kid from California living in Brentwood. He didn't know anybody. So that helped him kind of assimilate to a, a new neighborhood, a new state, and a new life.
1: Rick says he competed like Steve McNair. Danny says, hell, I throw something in a dumpster or trash can at work, and still to this day say Kobe every time. Sean says he thinks of dedication, the way that Kobe Bryant just embodied the grind. Like, Kobe Bryant in all... Through all manner of injuries, people talk about tearing his Achilles and then staying on the court to make two free throws and then walking off the court himself. Moments like that that you'll remember forever because Kobe Bryant played through every possible injury, it felt like. And it's it kind of robbed us of a lot of those Kobe-LeBron matchups early because I felt like – I remember in in LeBron's rookie year, Kobe got hurt in that game, and I think the next time – The following season that they played against each other, he got hurt again. It was unfortunate. But Kobe Bryant, it all comes from the dedication to what he wanted to be, and that was legitimately great in a way that we will all remember him for. 81 points in one game, says Raynald. was a memory I will never forget. Uh, Michael, uh, You read Michael's comment about the 60 in one game. Who does that? Uh, True Alpha, says Ethan. When you hear, Mama, there goes that man. You think of Kobe.
0: Yeah. Now Rob brought up, and, and Rob said on Periscope, and then there's the people who bring up Colorado. Yes. Like, but I think that's that's absolutely fair to bring up because it was a yeah it was a black guy in Kobe Bryant's life. But I also think that it needs to be brought up because Kobe Bryant in his in 2003. When that happened, the summer of '03, when that happened, the sexual uh, harassment allegation and everything that the fallout sexual with that assault. sexual assault, excuse me, uh, allegation and everything that, that fell out about that, Kobe Bryant grew from those things. And I think it's fair to bring those up because I think Kobe Bryant deserves the credit for not just staying the same person, not being stuck in his own ways and his own beliefs, his own thoughts. I, I read a, a story on Twitter uh, yesterday. Kobe Bryant was once suspended. Uh, for a for a or kicked out of a game for calling a referee a gay slur and then he learned from that because then he started to help and donate to and actually help out causes for that and called out other people in his own Twitter mentions for using gay slurs like people make mistakes. I'm an idiot I was an idiot when I was 20 years old or whatever, and I've grown from now. I'm still an idiot in certain ways, and I'm going to continue to grow. And Kobe Bryant was probably an idiot, immature in the early 2000s, but he grew from that. He had a great marriage, had four beautiful daughters, and we also can't forget Gianna and all this. But I think Kobe deserves credit for how he grew and how he morphed and matured throughout his life.
1: Yeah, it's it's one of the it's honestly why I was more interested in Kobe Bryant after basketball because of who that guy became and how much more invested he was in out, in all aspects of life as a result of all of the life experiences that Kobe Bryant has had. This is an international superstar. This is not just somebody who whose impact is felt in the United States. This is the most popular athlete that anybody has had in China, in across various parts of the world people revere Kobe Bryant. And so in those in those moments because Colorado is something that will live forever with with when you have the Kobe Bryant discussion it should always come up, even as it is. it seems... It's a part of the story. It's a part of the story. And, and-, and like, you
0: have to have, like, the, the ups feel better because of the downs. And, like, I think you have to recognize that. And it's not... I, 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 obviously people need to understand what all happened in that Colorado story because the details do get lost from over the years and years and years that it goes, but it's, it's part of the story that needs to be told and you don't need to forget just the bad things. Cause they're bad. Remember all of what Kobe Bryant was to to us, to me,
1: you to can my- love flawed human beings. Yeah, we are all flawed in some form or fashion and that is not a way to excuse away the behavior. That's just the, that's, that's just the situation that that comes up with Kobe Bryant, just like with Taylor Lewan and Peds. Anytime you talk about Taylor Lewan from now on, Peds are going to come up in the conversation, fair or unfair. This is just a part of the story, and what makes it so cool to see the way that this guy came to full circle and was now a bigger part of coaching his daughter Gianna, uh, who also passed away in this accident, and make uh, she her, on her Instagram she's Mambasita like this is somebody who was ready who Kobe Bryant inspired and Kobe Bryant made watching women's basketball cool he was a big fan of the women's game he brought that he he brought that out in younger generations of NBA talent in a way that supported the women's game in a way that is incredibly important it's how you learn and grow from the mistakes that you made, and Kobe Bryant is one of the best examples of and that.
0: And we can all, yeah, we can all learn uh, from that. Uh, Houston brings up that his friend over in Saudi Arabia is taught is feeling the Kobe Bryant effect. I think the coolest thing uh, that about Kobe Bryant, something that I always like, that's awesome because Kobe Bryant, freak athlete, right? We know how determined Kobe Bryant was, and how athletic he was, and gifted he was, and his work ethic that helped take those gifts to the next level. But Kobe was also insanely smart and i I don't think that gets recognized as much because we look at the reverse dunks and all the different things and and his determination and uh, the the brow the look that he gave but you forget that the guy was fluent in italian that he communicated with pal gasol on the court in spanish because it gave them a competitive advantage like how awesome is that like like I, i feel like he's He's bigger than he's not just an American icon. He's a worldwide icon, and the fact that he was that smart and was that cultured and cared about other things like that because he spent so much time in Italy as a youngster with his dad playing uh, professional basketball over there after the NBA. I think that's that's just something I always found cool. Is like we could like me and Buck could be having a show or a conversation in a different language just between us that you guys can't figure out because we're smart enough to speak multiple languages. And that's an advantage on the court. Just to think about even doing that is a cool thing to me. I I mean, the depth
1: the depths to Kobe Bryant, again, why I think why I it's, it's so it makes the loss that much more tragic because you look at somebody who's a legitimate, if you want to, if you want to put a, if you want to put the, the, the term Renaissance man to anybody, Kobe Bryant is about as close as you can come because it's more, it's bigger than just sports. It's more. It's more about what he could have done in his life after basketball, and what he was on the path to doing. Oscar winner Kobe Bryant for uh, 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 "Thank You or Dear Basketball," the uh, the short film that he won the Oscar for last year. This was somebody who was invested in his children's lives, was invested in society as a whole, was continuing to maintain statements about his beliefs in a way that few people are so overstated about Kobe Bryant was around the NBA still without making it about himself in a way that very very few superstars are comfortable with doing Kobe Bryant the coolest thing about Kobe Bryant was seeing him let go of basketball because I didn't think it was possible we all remember what Kobe was as a competitor he was
0: able to let go of himself in the spotlight like he but he was still but he didn't let go of the game I mean, watching the like, I'm probably gonna go back and watch all the ESPN detail episodes just so I can just like relive Kobe Bryant and get more into his basketball mind. Uh, I, I thought the his best quote, and I wanted to read this, but his best quote was about greatness and other people. The most important thing is to try to inspire people so that they can be great in whatever they want to do, and I think that's that's pretty inspirational that Kobe Bryant. Being great himself wasn't good enough for him. That he wanted to truly inspire other people, especially uh, in other uh, in, in young girls who want to play basketball, to give them another uh, avenue. The, the Mamba Academy. There were to so grow many women's
1: uh, uh, college basketball players who were interviewed yesterday yeah. because of their relationship with Kobe. Not just men's, but wi- uh, uh, women's, but men's too. Trey Young. The night that he had for the Atlanta Hawks wearing the number eight jersey, just as you're doing. And did you hear
0: what he and uh, Devin Booker did? Like the depth of what they combined for?
1: On 24 shots. I can't remember they, their exact Yeah, statistics. Devin
0: Booker and Trey Young each took 24 shots from the field and they combined for exactly 81 points. And the whole, and we'll talk about the NBA later on, so we'll we'll hold on to that for a second. But I I do want to get to something because, and and Andrea says, I think we all hugged our kids extra long uh, and tight last night. And I, I think a lot of people, when you think about the, about his daughter being involved, Gianna being involved in that accident. It it is truly tragic and something that hits us all deeper than just losing Kobe Bryant. But you also saw a bright young person who had a lot of talent and ability that was destined to do something big and destined to be special in her own right. And, and, and the other three 13 year old girls Three 13-year-old teammates passed away in that helicopter yesterday, too. So uh, it is, it's heartbreaking. I think a lot of—Buck mentioned this—a lot of people were on pause yesterday in the world.
1: It, it felt like the world stopped for Kobe Bryant. It felt—in in a, in a time when so few of us view things communally outside of live sports— Everybody stopped and was paying attention to what was happening with Kobe Bryant. So
0: I want to get to this, because there was one other time in my life, and I'm 29 years old, so I haven't lived a lot of it yet. There are plenty of things I have yet to experience in life, but there was one other moment that felt similar to what happened with Kobe Bryant yesterday, and it is the passing of Steve McNair. Very different in their passings, but the person very similar Uh, And they also created the same type of shock and emotion for a lot of people who especially grew up in uh, the middle Tennessee area that are around my age. So how Kobe Bryant and Steve McNair are the same yet different. Uh, But first, let me tell you guys about TennesseeTickets.com. TennesseeTickets.com is the place you can turn to save money on whatever ticket you're going for. It could be a Preds game, back on the ice tonight in Smashville, by the way. Also, it could be any concert, college, basketball game locally, whatever it might be, or not even locally in the state of Tennessee, anywhere. Check TennesseeTickets.com. Compare the prices because you will save money at checkout with Tennessee Tickets because the other places are going to fee you at checkout. There might be $60 worth in fees other places that you won't see at TennesseeTickets.com and promo code AZ10 will save you another $10 off your already savings at TennesseeTickets.com.
1: A to Z sports powered by our friends at Tennessee Tickets. Buck rising in for Zach Bingham for today. Zach back tomorrow. Don't worry. You don't have to deal with me that much except for tonight and for the rest of the week on Primetime. Austin Stanley Uh, Here with me as well. We're getting ready to remember things that felt similar to the Kobe Bryant, the way that the world felt like it stopped yesterday on social media and in news coverage, not just sports, but on CNN, Fox, ABC, CBS, all of these outlets, the way that the world stopped for Kobe Bryant yesterday in Austin. Uh, has a unique perspective to put yeah, on. To
0: me, it's this, the passing is steaming there. Oh, Rob brings up a really good one. Sean Taylor. I, I remember exactly where I was too. It, like that's the thing is, you always will remember where you were when something happened. Sean Taylor, a burglary at his house, getting killed and shot in the leg and the thigh. That I know exactly where I was. In that moment, too. I was actually in the Brentwood Concord YMCA playing basketball after that uh, when I found out about Sean Taylor. Uh, Sean uh, uh, Rasul brings up Dale Earnhardt, Sr. Another one. I remember exact, I remember the ottoman I was sitting on in my family's living room at our old house uh, after, the, after Dale Earnhardt passed away with his car accident at, ta- at Daytona. Another one. Another great one. But I, I truly go back to the July 4th, the summer of 2009. I was working at a fireworks stand that uh, one I was that was run by one of my football coaches in high school, who coached at BGA, who also coached Mike Keith, voice of the Titans. Right. And this was like my second or third year running this fireworks stand and working there with uh, that football coach. And Mike Keith always came by the fireworks stand to pick up some fireworks and to say hey to his former old coach. And he did later on that day. Um, and after the, the Steve McNair news came out. And, that's a, and that was a shock. That was an eerie moment, an eerie feeling that all of Middle Tennessee and Nashville felt was Steve McNair. You're like, what? How? Because Kobe Bryant and Steve McNair, what they did for their communities was very similar. Steve McNair created a pro football craving in Nashville. Like College football was massive, still is. But the Tennessee Titans show up and Steve McNair and Eddie George and Frank Wycheck and the others were the ones that, they, that people gravitated to. And Steve McNair was the identity and also the mentality of what the Tennessee Titans wanted to be as an organization. And Kobe Bryant was that same type of thing for the Lakers who had been through some dark times in the 90s after Magic had to leave and after Showtime was gone. They needed something else and Kobe and Shaq to the rescue winning three in a row, bringing in um, Karl Malone and Gary Payton that one year losing to the Pistons and uh, then fighting through the Smush Parker and Sasha Vujacic years to have to get through with Powell and Lamar Odom. They more co- Smush Parker. More Smush Parker. <laughs> and then they, they brought in and, and they won two more right at the end and losing to Paul Pierce in his fake wheelchair and all that stuff. All these emotions that I'm going through right now, what I felt as a kid growing up through the 2000s, uh, that era watching Kobe Bryant and NBA basketball – like, that was that's the same type I relate to that as I relate to Steve McNair and the Tennessee Titans in my hometown. And I feel like, as different as their deaths happened, where Steve McNair went out in scandal, Kobe Bryant was able to work through his scandal and grow from it, and we never saw McNair really get out of what his demons were. And, unfortunately, he was taken too early as well. And it sucks, because... Those two guys had big impacts because of how they carried themselves and their work ethic and mentality and what they did for a living, and it resonated with a lot of people.
1: Uh, let's get to some of your comments here on Facebook Live and on Periscope. Uh, Austin is saying that the the only the only thing that has stopped time the way that Kobe Bryant and the for uh, me for him for personally, me personally asking you guys what in what moment in sports or across. Across celebrity death, honestly, has felt, to, has felt to you like it brought things to such a sudden halt the way that Kobe Bryant did yesterday. Parker saying the McNair death was a tough, uh, tough one. Andrea says, and I uh, said the same thing about McNair when telling my daughter what it was. She's eight and she doesn't get it. I'm glad. Uh, Sean saying, Austin and Buck, I think our generation, Dale Earnhardt and Kobe Bryant were our biggest losses for sports icons. Mikey says, Junior Seau. And Junior Seau is is shocking for a different reason, mm-hmm. because Junior Seau was the moment that you can pinpoint and say, okay, that's when that's when all of us started changing our our view on football. Like that totally changed the way that I think, and and people still consume the NFL and college football and high school football. In in crazy in crazy amounts, the the Super Bowl and the playoffs are always the highest-rated television events of the year. But Junior Seau changed the perception of what it is exactly that we're watching, and then changed a worldview about the impact of mental health and brain health, and just what kind of darkness that some some of these guys uh, some of these guys live with. Junior Seau wasn't really as much about his death immediately as about what it came after. Yeah, and
0: I'm right. actually working my way through the Aaron Hernandez Netflix documentary. Oh my God, I watched I, that this weekend. I, it's, it, I'm not, I, haven't, I, I listened to a, a separate podcast about Aaron Hernandez called Gladiator. Yeah. Uh, I guess that was a year or so ago. By but the
1: spotlight team at the Boston Globe. That's honestly it better, really, yeah, but yeah, the, it, the visual. Well,
0: yeah, the visual helps, but the podcast was phenomenal. The podcast was longer, it was more in depth, but yeah. I'm still working my way through. The one thing the podcast didn't have, I don't remember, I don't think they had the Junior Seau storyline and and they didn't have the former teammates of Aaron Hernandez as much as this one but um, I think the the Junior Seau thing definitely does resonate I think Andrea it was who brought up Derek Thomas Derek Thomas the Alabama pass rusher Kansas City Chief linebacker who was dominant died in a car accident that was in 2000 so I was just 10 Buck was younger than that and uh, Dale Earnhardt was in 2001 So again, like those are like, I remember those. I remember looking at coverage of the Derek Thomas car accident. Like I I have a visual of what that looked like, what the car looked like and watching that. But I was, I was almost too young where when McNair died, I was 19 and now I'm 29, you know, 10 years apart. So I remember those things uh, way more vividly and how they had an impact on me because those two people had a bigger impact on me. I'm not a NASCAR guy. I understand the impact of Dale, Derek Thomas. Again, I was too young to really understand how good that guy was.
1: Uh, a to Z Sports. We are taking your comments. What felt like it stopped time the way that Kobe Bryant felt like his passing stopped time yesterday. A lot of people say yeah. Michael Jackson. Oh, well, and
0: and that's true. I remember again. When, you remember where you were? I was on. I remember I was in Florida with a few other families uh, on a vacation when that happened. That was uh, that was probably the uh, that that Michael Jackson. Not everybody talks about celebrity deaths coming in threes. The Michael Jackson trio with Farrah Fawcett and Billy Mays. I don't know if you remember that. No. Yeah, those three. Billy Mays, the uh, the promo commercial guy. Right. Farrah Fawcett and. Uh, Michael Jackson were all in the same week. That was that which was that that's a lot of star power right there at the same time. That was pretty wild
1: for my point of reference. I don't think I've experienced anything like Kobe Bryant outside of Muhammad Ali and Muhammad Ali is different for a variety of reasons because obviously we are too young to remember just exactly what Muhammad Ali was at the height of being Muhammad Ali but the way that the world just kind of stopped for the coverage of the passing of that person for a variety of different reasons. Obviously, Kobe Bryant leaving us too soon. Kobe Bryant, Gianna, and all of the people who passed away on that accident yesterday, the tragedy that we're discussing here this morning. But the impact that was felt by so many, Ali felt similar to that. Just the way that the world kind of took a step back for that day and everything Everything at that point was about the life and the legacy of Muhammad Ali. Kobe Bryant, not quite the social impact that Muhammad Ali had, but for the same kind of impact you felt in terms of (laughs) presence, in terms of who they were and what they meant to the world at large, not just sports fans, but to the collective consciousness, Kobe Bryant and the, the passing of Muhammad Ali a few years ago felt kind of the same.
0: Yeah, I mean, I'm with you there. I, I do think, because I, I went out, and I, I don't know when, the last, that was probably the last time I bought a magazine. I bought the Time magazine with Muhammad Ali on the cover after he passed, because I'm like, I need to go get this. I was it, still getting Sports
1: like, Illustrated, and that's one idea. Yeah, get. this
0: is something that I've got to have at some point. I'm going to look back and enjoy going through this, the passing of Muhammad Ali. But there was also, I feel, I don't know about you, a sense of relief that Muhammad Ali was done fighting with all the things he was fighting through and the pain that he was feeling where Kobe Bryant at 41 with his daughter and the other people in there in that helicopter, that the suddenness of that, the Muhammad Ali passing very impactful for sure. And I know you have a different way of feeling with what Muhammad Ali was dealing with because of your father as well. Sure. Um, but it, it's, it's something where, the, the, the shock of Kobe, that's something nobody thought about. Like, we were just talking about LeBron passing Kobe and then this well, the just, irony of Just everything.
1: because he was at top of mind, this was the first, this is the most relevant he's been, Kobe, uh, the, leading up to LeBron passing him uh, in the record books. That was the most uh, top of mind that Kobe and Bryant had been since retirement. And Brad Davis on Facebook puts it in really good perspective in terms of the shock. That comes with something like Kobe. Robin Williams. Robin Williams yeah. taking his own life and how that kind of opened all, all of our eyes to depression in comics specifically, and what they kind of go through to see somebody who had brought so much joy to all of our lives. and in just in one instant, because you don't know what they're dealing with internally, is gone. And he had been such he had been such a cultural cor- cornerstone. yeah, Robin Williams, for so long, in the same way, uh, as somebody like Kobe Bryant had, that's the only that's the only pure shock value that I guess I would say because that that's the closest comparison I think there would be. And with
0: Robin Williams, uh, I think what opened my eyes about that is you really you never know what other people are going through and dealing with at that time of interaction. A lot of times we are going so fast, and I'm guilty of this myself all the time, moving too fast and not not really. Having the acknowledgement of what human interaction, how precious some human interaction can be with others that a simple smile can go a long way towards somebody else where Robin Williams was dealing with all these demons but he cared so much that he would make other people smile even though he was feeling uh, all, all the different ways about his depression and his battle that you truly never know what other people are going through and if you can try to live your life knowing that you can try to uplift others because they might be having a bad day. You never know when somebody's having a bad day. So if you think about things like that, then that can maybe help out
1: other people. Without question. And I think, I think that's, why, that's why so many of us are so devastated by when they're gone because we know how much good they have done previously and how much good there was still left for them to do. Uh, without question. All right,
0: it is eSports here live on this Monday. Uh, definitely a different type of show here with the, the death, the passing of Kobe Bryant, his daughter Gianna, the seven others in that helicopter um, in Southern California. L- let's talk about what happened last night and yesterday overall with the NBA because they played eight games yesterday. And I believe one of them was already basically getting going by the time the news came out of, of what happened, but did the NBA make the right decision by continuing to move forward with their regular schedule and playing those games? We'll talk about that. If if you have any opinion on what the NBA could have done better, what did you like about what the NBA did yesterday? I've got my opinion as well, but first let me tell you guys about Mandu, the Pulse of Fitness One 15 minute workout at Mandu simulates five plus hours in the weight room. So you can get all that work in. A lot of people are are short on time because of your busy schedules. You don't have time to get into the gym like you used to. Mandu helps you with that by their 15 minutes of full body electronic muscle stimulation. It also improves your body. If you have some joint ailments, back problems, knee problems, hip, shoulder, whatever it may be that cause you to not be able to work out like you used to, Mandu can help those things. That's scientifically proven. Mandu.com is where to go. Your first workout is free, so go check it out. Your first workout, absolutely free. Electronic muscle stimulation along with the in-body analysis can help you achieve your fitness goals for 2020 like I'm on the way of doing. Down 18 pounds of fat since July. I'm proud of that. Still ready to lose some more. Mandu.com your first workout is free.
1: A to Z sports powered by our friends at Tennessee Tickets. Promo code AZ10 on TennesseeTickets.com for $10 off your next concert or sporting event purchase. Do so with no hidden fees courtesy of our friends at TennesseeTickets.com asking you guys in the comments on Facebook Live and on Periscope. The NBA yesterday, in the wake of everything that happened with Kobe Bryant, I'm not sure exactly the number of games that were played. Eight. Eight games after, Ironically. After, after Kobe Bryant. A lot of irony in yesterday. And we'll talk about whether the value of those memories is worth the cost of the emotional anguish that you saw a lot of these guys going through. Right or wrong, did the NBA do the right thing by playing games yesterday? after the death of Kobe Bryant, let us know on Facebook Live and on Periscope. I don't know how you feel about
0: it. Well, when you brought this up before the show, I was trying to think of other times that professional sports had been halted. And the first thing that came to mind was 9-11. September 11, 2001. uh, College football did not happen that following weekend. I think the NFL did play on Sunday when college football did not. But I think the country needed the NFL to move forward. I know the Yankees and some other New York teams uh, had some games postponed, but I thought, I thought that was important of how they handled it. I liked that the NBA continued games because it gave more opportunity to talk about what Kobe Bryant was. And the, the, odd, the timing of the Pro Bowl... Because the news broke like right before the Pro Bowl was about to start. Yes, and that is that's just the one thing that was unfortunate. Because whenever you, when you heard this news, the, your first reaction is to probably to turn on ESPN, and ESPN is sitting there, and Joe Tessitore is in a bad spot because he knows what's happened, but he also knows that he's waiting for
1: confirmation. The, he's waiting
0: for the confirmation, and he's waiting for the clear from up above to say okay. Here's what you can do. Here's how you need to handle it. And he's out here saying, okay, NFC's ball first, first and 10 for Drew Brees, who gives a rip. And and, and, and so that's a hard spot, but that was unfortunate. But I I did, I thought it was really cool to watch as many of you have brought up already, the 24 second shot clock uh, going and expiring as the opening possession quickly, then followed by the eight second backcourt violation I never thought about those two violations being 8 and 24 seconds and how that kind of combines with Kobe Bryant, but also playing eight games and what Trey Young and Devin Booker did, each shooting the ball 24 times. They both combined for 81 total points in that game. Uh, there, There was a lot of moments that made it real and where people were able to to deal and to grieve with it together around the game that created Kobe Bryant's legacy.
1: Asking you guys on Facebook Live and on Periscope, did the NBA do the right thing <clears throat> by playing the eight games after the news broke of the death of Kobe Bryant and all of the others who were lost, including his daughter Gianna in that uh, in that helicopter crash yesterday? Let's get to some of your comments here on Facebook Live and on Periscope. Let us know how you feel. Chandler John says, no, the NBA should be ashamed no doubt many of those players were hurting. Tyler says, yes, they did the right thing. You think Kobe would want guys not playing? ESPN had to wait due to source being TMZ, says G-Man. Uh, uh, I, forgive me, I think it's Ian in a way that Kobe would have wanted. Uh, he, lo- he, had, he loved basketball, or he had such love for basketball, uh, assuming that that was you know uh, implying that he, Kobe would have wanted them to play yesterday. Joseph says, sad day in sports. Mikey says, I want to say should have canceled. However, sports... Are the ultimate escape, and watching players who look up to him play the sport he loved was nice. Especially with all the the meaningful stat lines uh, that that came out afterwards. In the way that you're talking about Trey Young, uh, and uh, and and Trevor Booker, I think I, I I can't help but think they shouldn't have done it, because I don't think that we're entitled to these guys' public vulnerability, and I in a way that I think. We we as people who want to see these things are cool. It's cool with all of the good all of the good storylines that came out of yesterday, with the 24 second shot clock violations by the Spurs and the Raptors in the way that they let it did that to honor Kobe. That was cool. Trey Young, Trevor Booker. We talked about these things, but to watch Chandler Parsons sitting on the sidelines of that Mavericks game, just sobbing. And in so much pain, that hurt me in a way that I did not expect for it to hurt me. I did not like being a part of that moment and I'm certain Chandler Parsons did not like being having a camera in his face in that moment. Tom Izzo before Michigan State tipped off Fox had a camera under his nose when when he was telling I can't I think it's Cassius. Cassius Winston, I feel like is the player for Michigan State. Forgive me it, uh, if I'm right. Cassius Winston for Michigan State. There was a shot of Tom Izzo whispering to Cassius Winston, Kobe, and you just see the shock on Cassius Wis- Winston's face, and you're witnessing in these moments with them finding the video of cat, cat of the caddy telling Tiger after his round yesterday. I haven't seen that. Oh my God, it's awful! And then Tiger walks right into a press conference, knowing that his friend Kobe Bryant. Has just died finding out on the walk over uh, to the press conference with his caddy. It was brutal. Tyson Chandler, thank you, uh, Houston, for correcting me. Yeah, uh, not
0: Chandler. I was thinking Chandler Parsons. I that said, guy's Cha- going I said through. Chandler Parsons. Yeah. My
1: bad. Oh, Chandler Parsons dealing with his own kind of pain. Yeah, for real. Um, and in a way that's uh, honestly tragic. But I, it just it felt wrong. It felt wrong to be a part of those of those kind of moments. And I, I just kind of wish that it would have been left alone. The Pro Bowl is an entirely different matter. That's ESPN understanding that the NFL at that point for them is the more valuable business commodity, and they're out here in the bid for a Super Bowl in a couple of years. So I don't necessarily that's that's a different outlook. Well, on and things. it's
0: also like what like what do you want the Pro Bowl to do? Like, what do you want ESPN's broadcast? Of the Pro Bowl to do.
1: Because they can't just throw to coverage that doesn't exist. Nobody's expecting yeah, for that it, to happen. Yeah, it's
0: like like there has to like there's a like Twitter moves so fast that TV can't keep up with it. Yeah. And so when Twitter's out here doing all this other stuff, like they're gonna have to make sure they confirm everything. They got to get Woge ready, they gotta get Woj informed, they gotta get everybody else informed. They have to get yeah, Well Bond like, in
1: place. They have to get Stephen and, A. Smith, they like, have to get like Adrian
0: Wojnowski is out there trying to get information. Like you you can't just put him on TV until he goes out there and does his job. And so, I don't know what you want the Pro Bowl to do. And also, like, you, you want to have a Joe Burrow situation after the Sugar Bowl? Or, or the, w- the bowl game that they... Uh, the, uh, oh, with Emsmeger? Yeah, like, yeah. Like, you don't want that. So, do you want uh, the sideline reporter to talk to like Pro Bowl players on the sideline about Kobe Bryant when they probably haven't learned about it because they've been... Getting ready
1: for a game? You know, what do you want them to do? Well, listen, people do want Jimmy Wyatt to go up to Derrick Henry after the Pro Bowl and ask him about Kobe Bryant. It's 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 no, how no, much?
0: Th- that's fine, but it's that's after that three hours have passed. Yeah. So these players have learned about it throughout the entirety of that actual fake game. They've learned about what's happened. They've been able to talk amongst themselves, and then Derrick Henry wants to talk about the impact that Kobe Bryant had on his athletic career and life. But it's like, what do you want them to do immediately? Like they can't
1: do anything. More of your yeah. comments here on Facebook Live and on Periscope. A to Z Sports. Austin Stanley Buck Rising uh, here, hanging out for Zach Bigham this morning. Kind of reminds me, says Ethan Ramsey, of how the media and so many others don't always view athletes and coaches as human or deserving the same rights to privacy as others. Bobby says a lot of it was not handled well by the media trying to get the first soundbite yesterday. Tyler Ferrier says, I just want to know how TMZ found out. Before anybody else did, let me tell you exactly how TMZ finds out things before everybody else does. Because TMZ is not beholden to the same rules as the rest of us media. TMZ will pay people for information, and they do not have any kind of uh, any kind of. There's no moral code when it comes to the way that TMZ does their jobs, as it was done yesterday in putting out the information. The tragedy of Kobe Bryant's death before the family of Kobe Bryant was informed, saying that he had left behind four daughters without following up with thorough reporting, finding out that Gianna had been on the helicopter with him. It's that kind of stuff that makes it. TMZ is always going to beat us uh, when it comes to that. People, we don't have the... uh, A to Z Sports doesn't have the finances of TMZ. ESPN isn't going to pay for information the way TMZ does, but damn sure it's kind of the dirty part about the business. TMZ will pay for the information, and then all of the rest of us will gravitate towards us because TMZ got it.
0: As Ethan says, TMZ has money and lack of morals. Like, they've got what they have to have, and they also don't have what they have to have to be able to do things like this. Darius says Kyrie Irving didn't even play. And And Andrew brought up that several other players didn't play. I'm completely fine with those players doing what's right for them. So go back to our original question. Here is did the NBA do the right thing by playing games after Kobe Bryant's death? I think I think you have to have those games go on. As Ethan Ramsey also said earlier in the show, that it felt kind of cruel to have to watch those NBA players do that. But Trey Young was Gianna Bryant's favorite player. Yeah. Trey Young got to go do that for her. Uh for there's an opportunity to. You mentioned that their vulnerability isn't our right to be public, right? But, you know, that's also, they get to work through things themselves and it sucks that they have to go play a game, but at some point that's what, they're lo- that's what they love to do. That's what they want to do. That's, they're doing it probably because of Kobe Bryant to some extent. And Kyrie or whoever has the right to not play because they can't handle it emotionally. That's completely fine but a lot of guys probably wanted to go play because they wanted to go...
1: It's a release.
0: Yeah, it's a release, but it's also a respect. Like, people view things differently. and That's perfectly fine. That's, we should. We should have different opinions and different viewpoints on things. That one player might say, I'm not playing because I have to deal with this emotionally of losing Kobe Bryant, who might have been an icon to that player. While one guy can say, I'm going to go play because Kobe is what inspired me to get where I am and both of those viewpoints are completely fine. And so I think the NBA they didn't really have a choice. I, I don't think, but to go forward with it and you know that that it, it just sucks. The whole thing sucks.
1: It in sucks in general. Today sucks, yesterday sucked. It's uh it's you know, it's a weird thing to figure out how to talk about this way. It, it talk about this in a way that you're not just talking about Kobe Bryant because of the eight other people including his daughter that were on that flight. Like all of this is a difficult it's a difficult thing to discuss, and so we understand, you know, that people want to talk about this, but there's there's a lot there's a lot that goes into something a conversation yeah. that we're having. I like
0: do this. want to read all the names because I feel like that they deserve that they deserve the recognition because I saw uh, CBS LA identified that this morning, and so we will get to that. Also, the end of show topic is uh, who was your favorite childhood athlete, and this is a way for. Us, me, Buck, and you guys, to kind of get to want, know each other, and where we kind of came from, how we grew up, uh, to, to loving sports and athletes the way that we're doing. Because you guys all love sports, because if you didn't, you wouldn't be watching our show. Uh, so we'll get to that here in a second. Who was your favorite childhood athlete? We'll read your answers and get Buck and mine as well. But uh, the victims from CBS LA, Kobe Bryant, Gianna Bryant, John Altobelli, his wife, Carrie Altobelli, Alyssa Altobelli, their 13-year-old daughter, Christina Mauser, who was uh, an assistant athletics uh, coach slash director at the girls' school, Sarah Chester, her daughter, Peyton Chester, and the pilot, Ara Zobanian. So I, want, I don't know if I pronounced that correct, but those were the nine who passed away in the helico- helicopter accident yesterday in Southern California. So just want to think about all nine, uh, not just Kobe or Gianna and Gianna, but all nine uh, three 13 year old girls who were teammates and friends. Um, That really does suck.
1: Uh, It is time now here on A to Z sports powered by Tennessee tickets, promo code AZ one zero, all of your concert and sporting events needs do through uh, do so through our friends at Tennessee tickets, Dot com. We are asking you guys who was your favorite childhood athlete because it's been it's been down today has today has been hard. Yesterday was hard. It's been a lot of a lot of uh, in your feels conversation. So we decided to take the feels in a different direction and ask you guys who was your favorite childhood athlete because so many of ours was Kobe Bryant. Kobe Bryant, especially those of us who are a product of the internet age, Kobe Bryant's career was all throughout the course of that. And so in the comments on Facebook Live and on Periscope, who was your favorite childhood athlete? A lot of you weighing in. Eddie George uh, says Alex. Danny Whitson, Bo Jackson, Chipper Jones, and Michael Jordan. Adam Mooney says Ozzie Smith was my childhood favorite. And of course, MJ. Ethan Ramsey going all Tennessee. Steve McNair and Eddie George.
0: So uh, Muhammad Ali from Daryl uh, got, got a WWE Edge and another Michael Jordan. Vince and Carter. Vince Vince Carter, man. Vince that Carter's dude, a good one. Still playing. Yeah,
1: yeah with the Hawks. How? <laughs> WD <WD-40>. forty. <laughs> Vince Carter's
0: dad is actually an assistant coach at my high school. That's crazy. Which is wild. Um, uh, Albert Pujols coming from Miles. Magic Johnson coming from Clint. Kobe from Nico. Earl Campbell from Paul. Andrea was John Elway and Jerry Rice. Bobby, Tom, Brady, McNair.
1: Dr. J says Nick on Periscope. Nick
0: dating himself a little bit. But (laughs) um, my first, like, you know, because I grew up, I wanted to do this. Since I was like, could remember, like yeah. five or whatever. This is what I wanted to do, not necessarily owning my own business, and, but talking about sports for a living is what I wanted to do. So, I, I, sports have been a part of my life, a focal part of my life forever. Um, my first favorite athlete <clears throat> was Michael Jordan because basketball was my first sport that I played because you had to wait a little bit for football. But Michael Jordan, King Griffey Jr. were my first two especially because I was six years old when Space Jam came out, and that combined my two favorite things, cartoons and basketball, which was like the best gift ever. Like, oh my God, this is incredible. But um, Michael Jordan, King Griffey Jr. were my first, but those were also, also, I was also too young to appreciate what they were able to do. Then Kobe Bryant is probably where I got my like deep love and drive and mind of sports because of, I, like, I loved basketball. I used to carry around my freshman and sophomore year of high school, I carried around a basketball all day because I would either dribble down the hallway working on my ball handling or every break in between classes, I would go get a few shots up in the gym. At lunch, I would go shoot at the gym. I would do the bring the chairs out in my driveway to work on crossover. My pull-up jumper was because of Kobe. So my love of basketball is because of Kobe Bryant. But my first childhood pro- favorite athletes, Michael Jordan and King Griffey Jr.
1: Uh, more of your comments. Who's your favorite childhood athlete? That's the question that we're asking you here on A to Z Sports on Facebook Live and on Periscope. Please weigh in. Uh, I saw Zach Reagan uh, saying uh, saying I think I'm. Actually, no, that was not Zach Reagan. That said Wayne Gretzky, forgive me, my bad. Orlando says Kobe, Jeter, Phelps uh, on Facebook. Bobby says Tom Brady and Steve McNair. Brent saying Peyton Manning. Barry Sanders, NFL, Jordan, NBA says Freddie Rosales. Deborah says Kareem, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar with some very touching words yesterday about Kobe Bryant. Randy, uh, not our friend Zach Reagan, saying Steve Young and Wayne Gretzky. Tighe, Walter Payton. Magic says Tyson. Paul, a lot of people saying... Warren Moon, Rudy Castillo uh, saying, Chris Johnson, he was my first childhood athlete when I started to watch the Titans in 2009. I wasn't into sports until my dad took me to my first Titans, which, uh, Titans game, which was San Diego Chargers on Christmas Day. My dad passed away last year. A lot of people have those memories because of the time that you spent with your parents watching their favorite athletes. That's why Jordan and McNair and guys, uh, guys of older generations resonate still with so many of us because a lot of our memories are who we watched sports, uh, who we watched play with our, with our family members.
0: Bobby says, I keep thinking Austin is wearing that Jersey backwards. I'm surprised it took like an entire hour for somebody to mention that I'm wearing this Jersey backwards.
1: It looked weirder front ways,
0: (laughs) right? Yeah. Because like it's, it's an all-star Jersey. So it says West on the front of it, like West down to here and then it's has got an 8, but the way our cameras are set up and the way the graphic is set up, you wouldn't be able to tell what it was. So, yeah, I'm rocking. Teron just joined the show. I know Teron watched your show last night, Buck, on primetime, which you did a great job, by the way, of being able to digest that information and get across a great product. But, yeah, I'm rocking the 2004 NBA All-Star jersey because – I I got this from my buddy Sean, who uh, who I talked about early in the show. Why we came together and we became friends because of Kobe Bryant and the Lakers. And so from 2003 to 2006 or seven or so, we watched every playoff game together and had a great time doing it. And you know that's created a friendship in middle school uh, out of that. So th- it Kobe Bryant means more than just basketball. So uh, it's 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 a lot it's a lot more
1: than that. Tribe called Quez says now nah, I got it honoring Kobe by showing his name. Absolutely. Uh, asking you guys who your favorite childhood athlete is on Facebook Live and on Periscope. Chandler says I'll also add Bo Jackson and Mike Tyson. Uh, Chris says I named my kid after Tyson. Andrea says Kareem was riveting in his comments yesterday. Randy says Steve Yzerman. I don't. I, I Yzerman. Yzerman. Uh, from the NHL. Forgive me. I, I don't. I don't. Come on, dude. I'm not familiar.
0: Even I know that.
1: No idea who that is. <laughs> no idea who that is. Robert says, Drew Bennett was also a favorite of mine, but he made, uh, he made me want to be a wide receiver. That never worked out, but still. Tone says, Michael Jordan, NBA, Wayne Gretzky, and Mario Lemieux from the NHL. Ken Griffey, MLB, Dan Marino, NFL. I couldn't watch Buck last night. I was too in my head, says Andrea. Listen, that's why the replay exists. You can still watch me. I, I,
0: same thing. I didn't, I didn't watch Buck last night. <laughs>
1: yeah, that's a lot of... I watched him this morning. A uh, lot of people, uh, yeah, went, a lot of people. It was tough yesterday. It was tough to do that show. I understand a lot of feelings going on yesterday about I, Kobe. And it still doesn't feel real. No, it doesn't feel, it doesn't feel, it feels like, honestly, it feels like we're talking about his career instead of remembering his life. Like, that's the weirdest part of all of this. Well, because his
0: life his life was his career because he died at 41.
1: Yeah, that's that's the messed up and, part about and,
0: it. And uh, Teron says, Doc Hood Daryl Strawberry, Mike Tyson. My mom loved Daryl Strawberry. That's, I don't know, I'll forget the connection there, but she, she was a big Daryl Strawberry fan uh, when she was growing up, too. So, you know, it's... But, So much of Kobe's life was his career that his life was just getting going. And that's what really, really does hurt is that knowing uh, how many things he was about to do that were going to help so many other people um, where he didn't have a chance to, to fulfill those.
1: Yeah, for me, uh, talking of asking, uh, wow, that's brutal, Buck. If you don't know Yeiserman, is it? I'm from I'm Indiana. NHL not big in Indiana. Sorry, uh, not
0: a hockey state.
1: <laughs> not a hockey state, Indiana. <laughs> um, but who? What is? What is? Uh, what Indiana is is a basketball state. And so for me, it's Michael Jordan, but it's different because, like you, I'm younger than you. I uh, don't remember the career of Michael Jordan. I saw Michael Jordan play one time. He was in a Wizards jersey. Because we were living in D.C. That was, of course, the very end. I saw Michael Jordan play baseball in person. There you go. It was the very end of Michael Jordan. For me, though, it's Michael because of the situation. Uh, because, of, because he was in Space Jam. Because as somebody, sports was not a part of You're talking about how big a part sports played in your childhood. Sports was not any part of my childhood at all. My, a single single mo- uh, mother home. No interest in sports. Uh, not, not really uh, understanding the value of sports until later in life, there was no connection for me to sports until I watched Space Jam, and then Space Jam just kind of opened up this whole new world for me about well, what these these guys are incredible. This this is something that I've never seen before. Who is this Michael Jordan person at the t- Space Jam went out in '97. I was three years old, so obviously it was over the course of time for me to where you start recognizing, you know, the impact. Of these kind of people, and then you learn more about athletes who have outside interests who can bring people like me into sports, like Eddie George and his interest in acting and in theater and things like that, things that transcend sports that bring in, uh, bring in another situation. Tehran says, "Man, sports was like another parent for me, and it was so it, for a lot of athletes. Absolutely, that is where they go in the absence uh, of of legitimate parenting." <clears throat> That's a real a real well, thing. You rely on the things that you know.
0: I've told this story to on the show before, but I don't think you were here for it, Buck. But like my dad, a big sports fan, obviously when I was little, he would read the sports section of the newspaper, but he would read it to me. So he's trying to get his sports information of what happened, right? But also, you know, bonding with his son, and uh, so that's kind of where I got I picked up from it. And something I just kind of put together is the late David Clymer, like. What I didn't realize or, or think about over the last week since David Clymer passed away, um, incredible columnist for decades with a Tennessean, is that a lot of my life was also reading David Clymer, who just passed away. So, And, and Teron brought it up again. <clears throat> the Joey Kent tweet that I can't stop thinking about. Joey Kent tweeted this, as a dad, you'll do anything for, to protect your children from harm, especially a daughter. Could not imagine his last second's when he was helpless to be that protector, talking about Kobe being there with Gianna, I, I, that's something that I just don't get. I like I cannot compute like that of what those final moments were like in that helicopter. Um,
1: I don't think you can unless you have children. I mean, there's just there's nothing it there's nothing well, it in just, our lives yet that that has that kind it of. It just meaning. makes
0: my stomach just wrench yeah. into a knot where I just I don't get it and like I can't can't imagine like the the emotion that was flowing for however how quick it might have been I don't know must have felt like an eternity Um and the reality of what was about to happen who knows how that went down but I don't know if we'll ever find out
1: I nor nor do I think I would want to I uh, yeah it's it just all the videos of he and Gianna and like him on Kimmel talking about how much how much she represented who he was and how and how and how that went along. It's just, uh, it's it's it's. I hate I hate that it's always after the fact that people that people remember them. And I, I don't know how many people watch LeBron talk about uh, talk about Kobe and what Kobe has meant to LeBron. C- certainly since he's come to L.A. and how much closer that relationship has ha- has been. But it was almost like a eulogy for Kobe before Kobe left. And that to look back on that is is pretty unique because now, you know it's done. We're, we're left we're, we're left all of us. And I, I I would recommend I don't know if you've read Dave uh, 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 Dave Plashke for the Los Angeles Times the columnist Bill Plashke Bill Plashke uh, who, who uh, writes <coughs> yep. for the L A uh, writes the column for the L A Times and appears on Around the Horn. His that that's great writing makes you feel. And to describe the hole that the absence of Kobe Bryant in all of our lives left, uh, Bill Plaschke well, is somebody who I would recommend reading today. The
0: unique thing about Bill Plaschke, and and Teron can, can kind of understand this too, is like Bill Plaschke and, and Kobe Bryant were like friends. Like yeah. They had, There was a relationship there while each did their jobs respectively, and, and Bill Plaschke did not let his relationship with Kobe Bryant changed the way he wrote. He talked about that in his column. But of how that's changed, because because Kobe Bryant was with the same team for 20 years, and it was in a market like L.A., where Bill plashkey is a more of a national name because of Around the Horn and other stuff like that, where Bill Plaschke is, is writing about losing a, a Kobe Bryant, who he... Wrote about like his prof he talked about that his professional career start in L A started when Kobe started his professional career in L A and he's not really had a career without Kobe being involved in it and the you don't you don't see a lot of personal relationships in with media members and players anymore like they talk about talking after games while Kobe was walking to his car or something like that like that doesn't happen that often.
1: That doesn't happen at all. I mean, really. I remember, I
0: remember Travis Haney uh, talking about how they saw Matt Lafleur and the coaching staff walking out of the game against Miami, and just just looking like exhausted, and just saying a couple words like "I don't know what's going on here," yeah. but of uh, just things like that. But like you don't ha- like that doesn't happen anymore, and it's rare. It was allowed to happen because Kobe was there for twenty years.
1: Right. For me, it's for me. I I identify with what Bill Plaschke is saying because for me, that's Marcus Mariota. Marcus Mariota is the only Titans quarterback that I've ever known. Marcus Mariota's first year in Nashville was my first year in Nashville. And I remember going up to him, and it's, it, you, can, it, you can be objective and still have human emotions about the people that you cover. That's, that's the larger point to this. Because going up to Marcus, after all the media had cleared out, after all the players had cleared out, and it's just me and him in the locker room in Denver after he's been benched, and just being like, hey, you all right? Like, just kind of trying to talk to him like a – like, and and Marcus Mariota probably more distant than most professional athletes from having legitimate relationships with with anybody that's not outside – that's not in his circle because that's just who Marcus is. But to kind of talk to Marcus about that in those moments and then in Kansas City at the end of his career here in Tennessee, in all likelihood, I can't imagine a situation where he would be back – but just to see him standing by his locker to himself and being like, hey, can, can we talk about this really quick? And he was great. And so I will, I'll always be grateful to Marcus Mariota because my career here started with Marcus Mariota's career here. And so to have those connection points in sports is, you know, it's as much, uh, it's as big, it's as important to me at least as getting to cover all of the sporting events that we get to cover and getting to do a cool job.
0: All right, guys, thanks for watching. Thanks for just being on as I've rambled through a lot of things. But um, weird feeling, Kobe was my guy. Kobe was my NBA guy that I backed. I, he was, I didn't argue him against MJ, but I argued him until I was blue in the face with Zach about him versus LeBron. But I, I also re- realized that um, uh, LeBron passed Kobe, and LeBron is different than Kobe, but they're both fantastic. And there had to be a Kobe for there to be a LeBron. No. And there had to be a LeBron for there to be a Zion. And there's gonna that and that trend will continue. There had to be a Michael Jordan for there to be a Kobe Bryant. And unfortunately we lost Kobe Bryant as a as a sports community before he could really have his best impact on uh, this country, the world, whatever it may have been. But uh, thanks to Kobe Bryant for all the memories created. We will talk to you guys later on. Buck will be back tonight with A to Z Sports Primetime, Zach will be back tomorrow morning uh, for A to Z Sports. We'll talk to you guys later on. Thanks for watching. Have a good one.
1: R.I.P. Mamba.